how's it going everybody this is the nitty-gritty my name is chad with me is leonard we are your hosts and uh, it's possible that you're hearing us on a podcast uh, if not that's coming soon but if you are new to the show we welcome you and uh, we just basically cover random topics that we find interesting in the world of wrestling uh, sometimes we do fun off the wall things but uh, hopefully you find our show entertaining because this week we are doing our second installment of the Down and Dirty Move Breakdown series. Previously, we did a whole episode on neck breakers and all the variations. We do a tournament of sorts and we pick what we think is the best version of that move. Right, Leonard? Right. And uh, that was a lot of fun. It was a little long. And I should mention that we're not going to cover every single variation of, of a pile driver oh i i let the cat out of the back because you hadn't said what we were doing yet <laughs> we're doing pile drivers this week and we're not going to do every single version of a pile driver that's out there in fact there are three that are not in the tournament that i am going to make mention of before we get to the final four but i'll save that for the in between time all right well that'll be interesting and i should add that um with neck breakers it was a little different in that when you looked at the variation of the move it was pretty obvious as to what that variation involved with pile drivers the explanations the name of the pile driver you might not when i when i say what the name is you might not right away be able to picture what move i'm talking about because we associate pile drivers most of the time with the finisher of said character and what that said character calls it unless it's a traditional pile driver. Mm -hmm. So we'll get more into that. And I will try to explain if, if you don't know the finishing move that I associate it with right away, I'm going to try and explain the best way I can what the move actually looks like. But uh, we are first going to talk just a little bit about the history of a pile driver. And obviously the basics of the move is when a wrestler grabs their opponent, turns them upside down and basically drops them onto their head into the mat either in a sitting or kneeling position the technique i did not know this before our, this episode was supposedly innovated by wild bill longson and we're gonna have a picture of him up on our youtube part portion of this show and uh yeah so obviously the name is taken from a piece of construction equipment also called the pile driver because of its uh relentless impacts into a foundation of sorts so that's kind of where the name came from a lot of the wrestlers that have been known to use the move are Jerry Lawler, Harley Race, Paul Orndorff, The Undertaker, Kane, The Brain Busters, Buddy Rogers, and on and on. We'll mention some other names as we move on. Anything about the history, Leonard, before we move into our brackets? Well, you know, first of all, I want to mention two things about the, the Wikipedia page on Pile Drivers that we took a lot of these from. One is I love the animation at the top of the page of the stick figures performing a pile driver. I wish they had and, that for everyone. <laughs> yeah, they don't. That was the first time I saw that. And the other is that their picture for a botched pile driver is Mike Bennett. That guy just can't catch a break, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but on the history of the pile driver, we talked about the life cycle of a move with the DDT. We talked about neck breakers. And the pile driver, like the original version of a pile driver, is about the only move I can think of that you can kind of trace back to the beginning of modern professional wrestling in the early 20th century to today. 
and it's still as potent, as known, as devastating as as it ever was. And just I'm, the original version. I'm glad you mentioned that because in the previous uh, Down and Dirty Move breakdown, you had to say the full title often, like like yeah. the movie Precious, based on the novel by Sapphire. You have to mm -hmm. say the full thing. Um, yeah, it's trademark. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because in the previous episode you talked about the the kind of the kind of bell curve of a move and you know where it kind of goes and how it kind of becomes really big and then it kind of dwindles into just like another transition or a regular move and the pile driver has pretty much stayed consistent now it's not always a finisher it can be uh, mm -hmm. depending on who's doing it but it's always as you said devastating and we're gonna get to you know how dangerous it can be as as we go along here but uh I should add, Leonard, I forgot to tell you this before we got onto the air, but off the air, we had talked about locating wrestling-themed beers, and oh, there, yes. was one, there was one that was released in my area called Cobra Clutch, and uh, it came with a specially-themed glass with a lot of wrestlers on it. Oh, nice. The, the next uh, installment in this series will be the Cobra Clutch. There you go. Hey, I think that think there's well, it'd be a sleeper. It'd be a version of a sleeper. Would See, it? We always say we're gonna find we're gonna choose something simpler, but then it ends up there's like yeah. three variations of it. <laughs> it's, it's like a rabbit hole. Yeah. Anywho, uh, we are going to get mm -hmm. to our first bracket here, and these are not in any particular order. But well, I tried to put them in some semblance of order, but that kind of got unwieldy as I went you, along. So, yeah, because I'm going to throw some shade at you here in <laughs> that um, I think that that the brackets, I think you have several of the brackets I think are really weak and several <laughs> of the brackets I think are too strong because you, you've got some that I would I would think a final four are all grouped together. But I get how you're trying to group them like a similar style of network. Right. See, I was so. trying to be like, because I know what you're, I know what brat one you're talking about. There's one in particular that's really, really strong because it has a lot of the classic versions of the move. Uh, yeah. But uh, we'll get there. So mm -hmm. our first bracket, we have the pump handle reverse pile driver. We have the sit out reverse pile driver. We have the scoop side pile driver. We have the scoop slam pile driver and the cradle pile driver. So before we get to our thoughts here, I'll mm -hmm. just say the pump handle reverse pile driver. When they say reverse pile driver, think along the lines of a tombstone but in this case it's a pump handle reverse pile driver so obviously somebody does like they're going to do a pump handle slam and it goes into a pile driver cm punk used this earlier in his career called it the punk handle pile driver uh the sit out reverse pile driver uh is kind of was made famous not made famous but one of the guys who does it uh, shane taylor he calls it greetings from 216 and as I said, we're going to try and put clips of these as we go along. We have the scoop side pile driver, which I have to admit I had not heard of. I've never seen done. I had to really search to find what this looks like, because even looking at the description, I was somewhat confused as to what it looked like. But uh, it's uh, that was made famous by Hayabusa, who called it H Thunder. The scoop slam pile driver, a lot of people should know because it's basically a Michinoku driver. Uh, Takamichinoku did that in WWF, and a lot of other people have done that move over the years. Uh, but he was probably one of the more famous. And the Cradle Pile Driver, which was made famous by Carl Gotch, but most people who are watching or listening to this might remember Jerry Lynn's finisher, 
which was a cradle pile driver. So Leonard, okay. let's go to you. Out of those, which one do you think is the strongest? Okay. Well, the the scoops out pile driver, I could not find what that looked like. So unfortunately, I've got to discount that because because again, I mean, I get a sense of what it is, but I don't. I'm not very familiar with it. The the Mishinoku driver, uh, of course, I'm aware of. Uh, the, the pump handle reverse pile, pile driver, I'm not that aware of, I do know of it. The sit out reverse pile driver, I, I, I'm not that familiar with, with that either. So for me, this comes down to, I like the Mishinoku driver and just the old simple cradle pile driver, the best of those. You had a pump handle or a cradle or a double underhook to any move. And it just kind of like kicks it up a notch. Like it's just a little bit of extra flair to it. And I just like that. And I'm old school, as you know, and I actually thought this was a pretty, pretty one of the pretty weak brackets. I, I, I don't really like a whole lot of the ones in here. And I know most of the people out there are probably going to say, oh, you miss you, Noku driver. But I'm going to go with the good old fashioned cradle pile driver. That's my pick to advance from this bracket. You know what? That's a good pick. And for me, it kind of came down to scoop slam pile driver, the Michinoku driver and the cradle pile driver. Um, I always liked Jerry Lynn's finisher. I, you know, I, I thought that it always looked really devastating. Uh, you know, Taka Michinoku, the, that, the Michinoku driver, other people do it now. And it, it looks, it always, that looks devastating as well. Um, some of these other ones, I think Leonard, I, when I looked at the names and now thinking about it, as we're talking about it, it's almost like they wanted to do something right before a pile driver that kind of made it look a little bit quicker maybe a little bit smoother or a little bit yeah. nicer to the eye. Like, you know, I'm going to do this pump handle and then quick go into a pile driver. It kind of makes for better visual in a way, like a, a more modern visual, maybe. I don't know. I could be yeah. just talking yeah, right think, out of my ass. Uh, yeah. Well, a lot of the different variations that we're talking about, it's either the setup is different or the, or the body positioning is different. I mean, that's pretty right. much how you get a variation, but a lot of these is, this the setup is whatever and then it just turns into a pile driver and pretty much you only do that because it looks cool you only do it right yeah because you're trying cool. to add something to it like you said you know you're trying to make it look different or neat or or whatever so yeah i definitely i definitely get that so you know I, 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 again so trying to do something like that i understand it i think it's 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 needless to a large extent yeah, and you know, uh, so my pick to advance, it came. I was going back and forth in my head, uh, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with you on this one. I'm gonna go with Cradle okay. Pile Driver to advance, and uh, so that'll be moving on. Okay. Our next bracket is one of my favorites because these are all the versions of the move, pretty much all the versions of the move that are really you don't see ever. <laughs> like, um, so let's let's start with the Argentine Pile Driver. Number two is the double underhook back-to-back -back pile driver. We have the flip pile driver, the double underhook pile driver, the vertical suplex pile driver, and the cross arm pile driver. So the Argentine pile driver, this is another one that it took me a little bit to find what this looks like, but basically you get them into an Argentine backbreaker type position and you flip them over for a pile driver. So you really got to trust the person doing that to you. It's called a psycho driver. Um, number one, now that's a lot of people would know it is that, uh, the double underhook back to back pile driver. So this is the version of the move that you will never see 
in wrestling hardly ever because yep. it's probably the most dangerous variation of the move. And if you, we all agree that the pile driver in general is dangerous. This is about as dangerous as it gets. People might remember um, Shane Helms doing the vertebraker. Yeah. Uh, another, uh, one of the famous versions that I saw in my research was the Kudomi Valentine, uh, apparently. But uh, yeah, so this is basically they're back to back and the person's getting dropped right on their head. So we'll get more into that one. Uh, the flip pile driver has become probably the most famous version of this move now, I would say, because you see it. If you go a week without seeing this, then you're not watching enough wrestling. It's the, basically the Canadian destroyer is what yeah. most people look at it as or the destroyer just alone. Uh, so after that, you have the double underhook pile driver, which is the Tiger Driver 98. Uh, Misuhara Misawa was probably the most famous guy to do this one. Um, always looked devastating. Uh, the vertical suplex pile driver. Again, this is one you can see on TV right now. Brian Cage calls it the drill claw. He uh, just won a match with that uh, last week, actually. And one that I had not seen before, uh, the cross arm pile driver. Um, that uh, has been made famous by a guy named uh, Show, who calls it the shock arrow, and a guy who I've never heard of, Rick Blade who calls it the edge of the blade. So basically, in case you weren't aware, um, the cross arm pile driver, basically the guy's arms are crossed beneath, uh, between his legs and you kind of flip him, flip him over in a way to give him a pile driver. Um, but Leonard, I'm gonna throw it back to you again here. Okay. Out of those, which is your favorite? Okay, well, th there's a lot of strong ones uh, in here. Uh, the Argentine power driver, as you mentioned, is, is probably best known as the Psycho Driver by Super Dragon. The setup is similar to that of an Argentine neck breaker uh, that we talked about in that video. You know, it looks gun done. It looks good if done smoothly. Uh, a lot of these variations that we talked about are just about a different starting position before going into the move. This is one of those. Um, the double underhook power driver you mentioned, that's known as the Tiger Driver 98. Uh, and as I said, I'm a sucker for anything with a pump handle with a double underhook. Uh, it's another one of those variations where it's all about the starting position and it's all about just doing something slightly different to add something into it. Um, it's the way it's treated, but the, but the, the, the Tiger Driver 98 is one of those, I think, super devastating moves and something that, that a technical guy would use. Right. This, I, I kind of, a regular pile driver, I kind of associate with like big burly dudes. A Tiger Driver 98 with like the kind of late 90s cruiserweights. Like I would see them doing this kind of thing. Uh, the Vertebraker, uh, as you mentioned, very probably most well known by being done by Shane Helms. Uh, there's something about it, and maybe it's how Helms does it. Uh, but, but uh, you know, I like his version a lot. As you mentioned, it's very dangerous. It's something that like an outlaw mud show guy should not be doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's something that I think if you have a trained guy like Shane Helms, because here's the toughest part of that, is that when you get the guy behind you, you don't know how he's positioned when he gets back there. Because right. watching videos, I see guys, they would, when they would get in position, they would then lift their head. So instead of taking it on their head, they're taking it on the upper part of their back, which right. is where you should take that bump. And so, but if, when you're Helms or whoever, and you got him flipped back there, one, if you snap it too quick, he's going to take it on his head. But if you wait too long, it's going to look bad. Right. Because you're just holding it, standing there. So again, I think that should be an asterisk only if performed by 
chain helms or you know um hurricane helms um the canadian destroyer is ah one of those other ones that i don't think i want an outlaw mud showed guy doing yeah. uh it's a flippy move for the sake of doing it again pd williams totally nails it looks great looks smooth is absolutely awesome uh he hits it clean and with such speed and such as such a snap uh but again that's another move where i think only certain guys should yeah. should do it because adam, adam it Cole does it a lot too on tv yeah these days yeah, and I, th I think he does a good version of it. Now, the vertical suplex power driver I know best is the Steiner screwdriver by Scott Steiner. Yes, and yes, you're right. Yeah, so this, I mean, Steiner, man, back in the day, like early to mid '90s, was yep. just amazing, so innovative and so crazy and just so strong. Because again, and Brian Cage this too. The trick to that is when you lift the guy in the vertical suplex, is to just to hold them there for like a week, yeah. and then pull them down and into the move and uh, you know it looks i think cages is good i prefer steiners you know from back in the day uh but it, it looks awesome it looks really cool uh and then what was the last one on on the list cross, arm, cross arm which i'm not that really that familiar with uh so you know i really can't talk a whole lot about that for me i would go my my two, two top two favorites here would be the Tiger Driver 98 or the Steiner Screwdriver, a.k.a. Drill Claw, uh, would be my two favorites here. And again, I think it gets the raw power versus, you know, maybe something that's more of a technical cruiserweight move. And just because I think it just looks so impressive, I'm going to go with the vertical suplex power driver as my choice to advance. Ooh, interesting. So, yeah, I should have added that this is the only category we have here that has six entries on it. Um, but, yeah, like moves like the cross arm pile driver and the uh, vertebraker, the back double under under double under back to back. Like those are ones like you have these other pile drivers that go into position really quickly and it's designed to be really fast. And then you have ones like that, which are really tough to get on in a quick way. Because like they take a lot of steps, like the guy's arms have to be crossed and you have to flip him in a third, you know, and the back to back one, like you have to get that into position in a smooth way without it looking too forced. Because as you said, there's very easy ways to make that one look bad or to have it go badly. Mm -hmm. um, so as much as I love the vertebraker, it's not been perfected and it probably never will be because, you know, we want people to be able to walk, but you know, not enough people do it to really make it look smooth enough. Um, but uh, yeah, the uh, vertical suplex one is interesting. That's one that you really just want to show off your power with. That's not yeah. meant to look like flashy necessarily, apart from just, you know, look at how strong I am. Um, but I'm, this is one where I differ from you. I'm going to have to go with the Tiger Driver 98 because seeing that for the first time when i got into japanese wrestling it was misawa and i mean gosh like watching these guys dump people on their heads as much as they were was like such a shocking thing to see for somebody who grew up in the hogan era so i'm gonna go with that one so we have two advancing here well you know what i'll tell, I'll tell you what i'll make it simple since that was my number two I'll flip my vote. I'll go Tiger Driver 98, and we can just advance that by itself. All right, so we're doing a Siskel and Ebert reverse of the thumb. Yes. <laughs> All right. So our next bracket, 
back to five, we have the backflip pile driver. We have the back to belly pile driver. We have the over the shoulder back to belly pile driver. We have the pump handle back to belly pile driver and the wheelbarrow pile driver. So the backflip pile driver was made famous by Manami Toyota. She calls it the victory star drop. And if you have not seen this move, like it look, I mean, it, this is another one like the vertebraker that if you do not trust the person doing it to you, it looks wicked. It really does. I mean, hers was done from the top rope, I should add. So that's the clip that I mm -hmm. saw. And, you know, yeah. So that one's that that's a, a really cool one. Uh, back to belly. You might know it as the dead eye or the beach break. Adam, um, Adam Page and uh, Hangman Adam Page, I should say. And uh, Orange Cassidy both do a version uh, of this in AEW right now. Um, the over the shoulder back to belly pile driver. So this is the part, Leonard, where I got to say, I did not expect to see this on here. And when I saw it, I was like, wow, this yeah. is considered a pile driver. Most people would know it as white noise that Seamus mm -hmm. does all the time. And a lot of other people do the move too. And I didn't think of this as a pile driver. No, I, I would, if I had to call it something, I would probably call it like, like a head cradle Samoan drop. Right. Like a backbreaker type thing. Yeah, because it feels because you've got the guy slung across your back and you've got the head cradled on this side. And then you kind of either fall back or kind of fall to the side with it. I, I found a video, uh, I think it was like 42 of the greatest power drivers of all time. And a lot of them were like slams. They look like more like Matt slams than me. And I like this move. Uh, you know, Finn, Finn, Finley did it as well as the Celtic, Celtic Cross. And a lot of other guys do it. I think it's a cool move. Again, it's one of those I would debate, is it really a pile driver or is it more like a fireman's carry slam or, or, or something Right, because like. I think that they intend it to be on the head, but like mm -hmm. when they do it, obviously they're aiming for the person's back more because they don't want to kill the guy. So, like, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of all of what you perceive there. Um, the pump handle back to belly pile driver, again, it's, it really does look nice. That's the psycho driver too. In case anybody was wondering, there's compilations out there of all four variations of the Psycho Driver. Um, the Wheelbarrow Pile Driver, I got to admit, Leonard, I could not find a clip of this. Nope, and I didn't either. I, I get the sense of what it is. It's similar to a wheelbarrow face buster, but instead right. of going flat, they would go up and down. Right. Would be my guess. So what's your pick here, Leonard? Oh, I, this, I, is I, this, is, this is a weaker bracket for sure, right? This is another weaker one for me. As, as much as I said, I do like the white noise. I kind of find kind of hard to push that through. As we both said, I don't know if I would call that a back break or a neck breaker. Or see, I don't know what we're calling it. We're calling it a power driver. Like, uh, I don't think either one of us said we, we would call it that. Um, some of these, again, the wheelbarrow, I'm not very familiar with. The backflip power driver, I'm not very familiar with. So I think this kind of comes down to the back to belly and, and the pump handle for, for me. Yeah, this is a tough one. Well, uh, I'll give my, while you're thinking, let me give you my opinion yeah. because I know my Okay, so, and that might, that might sway me. So yeah, this, uh, this category, like I got it. I don't really know why I, uh, you know, compiled this the way I did. But anyway, I would probably go with the back to belly pile driver here. Um, apart from the vertebraker, this is a way to do a pile driver with your back that you know 
makes it really still look devastating, but you can still protect the guy to a certain degree. Um, and, you, you know, you see, as I mentioned, you see some guys do this nowadays because, uh, you know, in AEW, they don't have nearly as many moves banned as WWE does. So okay. I'm going to go with the back-to-belly pile driver here. Well, that and the pump handle were, were my two favorites that, that I liked here. And since um, I went with the cradle earlier, I'll go with the back to belly this time. So right. we can continue to advance one per category. So there you go. All right. So our last bracket, well, not really our last, we're going to talk about some others, but uh, mm-hmm. the last bracket I have here uh, is probably the most stacked. And I know this is going to yeah. be tough for you, Leonard. To this pick. could be the fine, you know, there's probably, I can make a final four out of these, but <laughs> so let's go. We have the traditional pile driver, which is a belly to back pile driver. We have the kneeling belly to back pile driver. We have the jumping pile driver, the reverse pile driver, and the kneeling reverse pile driver. So the traditional pile driver, we talked at the top about all the guys who do that, you know, um, Jerry Lawler, Harley Race, many others, you know, you see that move a lot. Um, but again, you have to really trust the guy to do it correctly. Mick Foley did, did it in unique version of it as well. Um, the kneeling belly to back pile driver, I feel like you don't see nearly as much, you know, if somebody's going to do this, you really see it done the traditional way. Um, the jumping pile driver, you will see every now and then, but again, it's, it's, you got to have a trustworthy, a really knowledgeable guy in the ring. Uh, the reverse pile driver is not what like the it's the the kneeling reverse pile driver is the tombstone that's the one everybody knows but the reverse pile driver Mm -hmm. is something you don't see very often and there's a reason why and that's because that is the move that really shortened steve austin's career when owen hart did that to him at uh SummerSlam. he landed right on his butt and uh yeah that was a a big moment in wrestling big moment for steve austin so this is a big category here Leonard, what uh, what do you think? Well, you know, the talk about the reverse pile driver for tonight. I, I watched a lot of clips of people talking about that incident between Steve Austin and Owen Hart, including Stephen Owen and Jim Cornette and Jim Ross and Bruce Pritchard. And everyone seems to have a little bit of a different memory or a different take on it. Yeah, and I would agree with probably I would believe most what Steve's recollection was was that he and Owen were talking out the match and he suggested doing a tombstone pile driver as a near finish for Owen. And as they were discussing it, then he's like, so then you go to your knees and Owen goes, no, no, I, I go on my ass. And he goes, no, 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 it's tombstone. You go on your knees. He's like, no, no, I got this. I got this. I go, go to my ass. And Steve thought one, he was either ribbing him because Owen was famous for that or, well, this is just maybe a different version. He knows, um, that you know he's brother of Bret Hart, uh, son of Stu Hart. He's very well trained. He knows what he's doing. And from what Jim Cornette said, that was not a move he really remembers Owen doing. And was thinking maybe it was something he was comfortable with, and maybe it was something that Steve suggested. And he just he didn't want to think, oh, you know, I don't want Steve to know I don't know how to do this or whatever. And went along with it. So I don't think he intentionally hurt Steve Austin, but I think he did probably do a move that he wasn't comfortable with, which really speaks to, again, what we're saying, you have to have the right people do these moves. And that was really the start, at least in WWE, 
Oh, sort of downfall Okay, sort of downfall of the pile driver where they started to ban different versions of it. But go ahead. I in watching matches recently, watching different pay per views, I did come across a pay per view. I forget what it is now. I should have written it down earlier than what happened at SummerSlam with Owen, where he does this move, but he goes to his knees. Okay. And then in the Austin match, he went to his ass. So make of that what you will. I agree with you. I don't think anybody was intentionally trying to get hurt to hurt him here, Mm -hmm. but like, it's weird. You wonder if it was like a miscommunication of some sort, but it is weird to see. It was weird. I noticed it because, you know, you know the clip of Austin and Owen so well that when I saw him do the move to, I forget who it was too, and go to his knees, I was like, wow, that's weird. Why would he have gone to his knees there and not with Austin? But anyway. Yeah. Uh, the kneeling belly to back pile driver, I know none of my kid used to do. Um, and actually, it, I have mentioned I'm doing a long term um, fantasy fed uh, with guy with known known wrestlers and dynamite kid is my cruiserweight champion currently and i have him using that as his finisher because i thought it was a good one for him um the jumping power driver again you know it's just a traditional one but instead of falling down you're jumping adding a little more danger to it but for me this category certainly comes down to the traditional power driver and the tombstone power driver so you know we talked about the traditional power driver and there's just so many classic guys who used it and there's classic moments involving it like a jerry lawler putting andy coffin in the neck brace terry funk power driving rick flair on a table that doesn't break at wrestle war 89 um it's just an an, an an amazing history and an amazing legacy to it uh that you know we, we we've talked about this is if there wasn't this move then there wouldn't be all the other ones we're talking about now, the, the Tombstone, I thought was interesting because I learned just this year on Jim Cornette's podcast that the Tombstone Pile Driver, the name of it, existed prior to Undertaker. And I knew the move did. But calling it a Tombstone Pile Driver, I thought was something they did for Undertaker. But apparently, this tra- traces all the way back to Carl Gotch, another one that he invented and perfected. And um, that if the idea was that you're driving a guy straight down into the mat like a grave digger planting a tombstone straight down. And it's kind of the end for you, the end of the match. So that it was already called a tombstone pile driver. So to have a move that pre-exists with that name, and then you tie it to this gimmick that is the undertaker. I don't think you have a better marriage of, uh, of a move and a gimmick you know, putting together. They didn't already, you know, exist. Very true. Uh, and of course, Kane used it to a lesser extent. It, it's a perfect match for this gimmick. Um, it's something in the way that they do it. It looks great. It looks cool. It has a great setup because when they get the guy in position, the whole crowd is ready for it. It's almost a certain finish. I mean, I've seen matches where the Undertaker has like, hit like three choke slams and four last rides and had a guy in the hell's gate for 10 minutes and then he hits the tombstone and it's over at that point you know right. <laughs> so uh so again the traditional and the tombstone this is where it comes down to for me and as much uh, for me it's one and one a if we're talking power drivers but i gotta go traditional because it's traditional and it has such a legacy and such a history and sure, the tombstone does too, but it's pretty much tied directly to two specific guys only for the past 30 years. 
where the pile driver is a bunch of different guys, legendary moments over the past, what, 100 years. Right. And, you know, I agree with you here. The traditional is, is probably you know, the best, definitely the best version of this packet. Uh, you know, the kneeling reverse, obviously the tombstone is really devastating. But like you said, it's tied to that one character, um, you know, and Kane to a lesser extent, but he would go on to really use a chokeslam more yeah. than often than not. But um, the kneeling back, belly to back and the reverse pile driver in general, like those are versions of the movie. Again, even though we listed people that do them, you really don't see those very often because mm -hmm you know, at least the reverse has a bad connotation to it, even if somebody can do it correctly. Um, I don't know why the kneeling, the traditional one with just the kneeling, I don't know why that's not done more. Like, because I almost feel like that could be safer if you do it correctly, you know, yeah. but you don't see that. So yeah, I'm going to yeah, go. The with only the thing I was thinking of is that you would see the guy's face who is taking it more. Oh yeah. And, and I don't know if that would be like, if he's selling it or not selling it right and he's upside <laughs> down. I don't know. That's anything I could think of with that. Cause I was thinking of that too. Like, why wouldn't you do that one? And I was just, and that's the only thing I could think of is that the guy's face would be more visible. Right. Well, before we get on to our semifinals, I put the aided pile driver in its own category because I really don't know if it deserves to be ranked with some of these others. Cause they're done by single wrestlers as opposed mm -hmm. to the aided pile driver, which is a tag team. I associate it more with the brain busters than anybody else. Um, right. But it was it was cool when they did it. What do you think, Leonard? Yeah, I, well, there's two different versions there where you're just driving the guy's feet from the mat and then how the brain busters would do it where you come off the second turnbuckle or you come off the top and you're driving the guy's feet down. I think it's a great tag team finisher and it's because it looks so devastating. You're taking this devastating move and you're adding this extra element that makes it more so because the idea is, oh, you're adding more impact, more force because you got the guy pushing. So right. that's why that one looks great. And then before we go on, there are three that I wanted to mention that weren't part of the list. You briefly mentioned Mick Foley, uh, who does the, the polling power driver, which where he grabs <laughs> the guy's tights and falls back I always thought that was because he wasn't strong enough to lift the guy. And, you know, Mick's great and nothing against him, but I think it looks sloppy and amateurish. Like, I'm lazy and I'm not going to pick this guy up. So I don't like that version. Uh, Adam Cole does a, uh, a assisted rope pile driver, which is convoluted. True. Because you You're have right. a guy coming back from the outside and he has to get tripped up in the ropes like a dumbass so Adam can run over and then pull him through the ropes with a pile driver. Yeah. It just looks really bad. And then the other one that I ran across um, that I liked was Don Morocco's one-arm tombstone that he had a, has a guy up in his right arm kind of slung over the right shoulder. And he's just like standing there like reading the newspaper and eating a sandwich which Don Morocco has been the sandwich live in a match before. And just, again, it's another move to show how powerful you are, like the right. duplex power driver. And then he just drops down to a, a tombstone and it looks cool as hell. I remember him using the running power slam as a finisher in the WWF, but I did find some clips of him doing this on jobbers. So I'm not sure exactly when he used this, but it looks great. And 
I would say it's probably in my top five favorites because of just how cool cool I think it looks. With Very interesting. It. See, I've never seen a guy like Keith Lee. Paper. A guy like Keith Lee should do this move. I think Keith Lee would would be awesome. Uh, no, I agree, and I feel like see, I kept thinking about Keith Lee as I was doing these brackets because I think he does something along the lines of like the scoop slant, the scoop side pile driver. Um, mm -hmm. He does something, but it's been a while since I've seen one of his matches. But anyway, let's get to our semifinals here. Yep. We have the cradle pile driver versus the double underhook pile driver, aka the Tiger Driver ninety eight. Mm -hmm. As much as I love Jerry Lynn. I'm going with Tiger Driver 98 here, Leonard. What do you think? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I like both of those a lot. Um, as I said before, I think the double underhook or the Tiger Driver 98 is the type of move that you associate with the with the cruiserweights of the late 90s. It feels like like a techie dude pile driver or a flippy dude pile driver. So the, the fact that it's more associated with the lighter wrestlers. I like that. Um, I'm going to go with that. I'll go with the Tiger Driver 98 going to the final. All right. I like that term, flippy dude. Flippy dude. <laughs> I used right. that once before, and you said that was a Leonardism, so I wanted to bring it back. That's Hey, I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Next match, we have back-to-belly pile driver and the traditional pile driver. I think that this one is pretty obvious. Yep. The traditional pile driver will probably move on here, Leonard, right? Yes, without a question. No debate. All right. So in the finals, again, I think we know what's going to come to pass here, but we have yeah. Tiger Driver 98 against the traditional pile driver. The traditional is still the best, in my opinion, because there's only so many people that can do the Tiger Driver 98 and make it look good and protect the talent. The traditional pile driver has so much uh, legacy and history to it. It still looks devastating. It's one of those moves that has been done for ages, but it still has that wow factor. Like, oh man, he did a pile driver to him. Uh, that could potentially be the end of the match. Right, Leonard? Oh yeah, definitely so. I mean, um, everything we talked about, you know, no need to reiterate it. Um, again, you know, the tiger driver is a cool move and there's a lot of guys who I don't think could do that move who do a traditional pile driver because of how big they are or what have you. But the traditional Paul driver, again, the legacy of it and everything that we talked about. When we did neck breakers, did we, did we go with the traditional neck breaker as the winner? I think we went like, with the Rude Awakening. There we go. Okay, so that's – that's is that the Hangman's? Yes. Okay, so kind of – so like the set out and the, and, the, and the Hangman's are very traditional. So anyway, it seems like we're traditionalists, but there's a reason why <laughs> these traditional moves have the legacy and lives that they have. So I'm, again, very happy with the traditional pile driver winning out here. Uh, although uh, I would call the, the tombstone my 1A uh, in this. So if we ever have like a wild card, if we do the whole massive best moves ever and there's a wild card that is needed, I would uh, advocate the tombstone coming in as a wild card. Yeah. And, you know, thinking about these brackets, think about it this way. I mean, we do it. We have fun doing it. But think about it in this way. If all of the variations of this move were outlawed except one, what one would you want to see performed in wrestling matches? And I think at least that's the way I look at it. That's why we've gone with some of the versions that we've gone with, because mm -hmm. if I were to pick one, I would pick the hangman's neck breaker. I would pick the traditional pile driver. And uh, on an added note, the Canadian destroyer is probably the closest thing to a 
transition move that the pile driver has ever become. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, it still looks devastating, but that move is becoming more and more so much so prevalent that it, it yeah. really is almost like it's I mean, it's still a wow moment in the match, but it it's never a pinfall anymore. Never. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing that remind me of another pile driver we didn't talk about, which was the cradle pile driver. Uh, which, you mean the Jerry uh, Lynn not, not cradle. I'm uh, not cradle. We talked about that. I meant package pile driver. Yes. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin yeah. Owens does that because when you said that, that right now seems like the trendy pile driver to use is the package pile driver. Yeah. Um, you see that in a lot more indie shows and such. And I think that's a cool version of way Owens does it because that's a move because you're compacting the guy. I think you're lifting him higher. So the head is going to be higher. Right. Protect the head more when you go down. So I think that's a move where at one point you can look at it and say, oh, that's a little needless on the setup. I think there's more of a safety cushion in there by lifting the head higher. So, yeah, that was another right. one that I think was on the initial list I had, and that's why I forgot about it. But when you said everyone doing the Canadian Destroyer, I think everyone's doing a package power driver now as well. But that's a good version. No, absolutely. Yeah. Kevin Owens is always one to try new things and to kind of bring other moves out of the woodwork, you know, like his finisher now is a stunner. And like you said, he does the package pile driver. So he kind of, he has a good move set. I'll just say that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that is our down and dirty breakdown of the pile driver. Let us know what you think. What is your favorite version of the move? And for Leonard, my name is Chad and we will see you next week. <laughs>